Greetings, Chivia Churches. Greetings to those joining us from elsewhere. This is Colin, and I hope you're all feeling very well and also warm. In more battle just now, there's snow on the ground, so I hope you're keeping warm. Um, we have our podcast for the third Sunday of Advent, and Oxnam Church are holding a pantomime. This Sunday in the afternoon is Wind in the Willows, just to, you're aware, so you're aware of that. Various activities in the church go on as usual, the craft group, the coffee morning on Tuesday, the prayer service and more battle on Tuesday. But also the guild at Yetham will be having a meeting this Tuesday at two o'clock in the afternoon. And the, the theme will be St. Lucia. And that will be very nice. So do come along to that. The Advent Study Group meet on Thursday, the 15th. And this will be our last meeting. It will be in the morning at half past 10. And next Sunday, we'll be having an 08 service of readings and carols in the morning at both Yetham and at Moorbato. And in the evening next Sunday, the Village Choir in Yetham will have their Christmas concert at half past seven. And also advance notice a quiet service for those who like a quieter Christmas. That will be on Tuesday, a week on Tuesday at 4 p.m. in Moorbattlekirk. Now we'll light our Advent candles. And as we light them, we, we have the third verse of 284, Love is a Candle. in the darkness of these days, O Most High, we dare to light candles, candles to represent hope, to represent your light in our dark world, that we might be lights in the darkness. Our call to worship, we brought, we come together in this place to be together as God's people. Gather us, O God, and we shall celebrate our variety and our uniqueness. Gather us, O God, that we may worship and adore you. Let us pray. Eternal God, we come to meet you in worship, knowing that you give us strength in our weakness, water in the dryness of our lives, and fruitfulness in our sterility, and strength in our fear. O Most High, you give us hope as you gave assurances to John the Baptist of old. In our dungeons of despair, you assure us of your love and truth. In our confusion, you show us a way, a holy way where we can't get lost. We praise you and we adore you. Merciful God, we come confessing our sins and our shortcomings. Though we try to put the past behind us, Oh, too often we're haunted by our mistakes. Though we try to make amends for the wrongs we've done, 
we find it hard to escape a sense of guilt. Often we ask you for forgiveness. We find it hard to forgive those who've treated us badly. So we come to you knowing that you are a God of mercy. May we feel your forgiveness. And so rejoice, O people of God, as a desert shall rejoice and blossom, as a people will see God's glory in the dry places, so we are forgiven. So let us find strength to forgive one another. Our prayers are in Jesus' name, and we come together and say together our family prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. In the church will be hanging ornaments, little camel bone symbols um, onto the, the Jesse tree to remind us of events or people in the Old Testament and even the New Testament as we anticipate the birth of Jesus at Christmas. And But we're going to read from Isaiah 35. We'll start from verse 3. Strengthen the, the feeble hands and steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He'll come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He'll come to save you. And then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth from the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. The haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in the way. Wicked fools will not go upon it. No lions will be there or any ferocious beast. But only the redeemed will walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with sinning, singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. And gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. Amen. And then from Matthew's Gospel in chapter 11 and verse 2. When John the Baptist heard in prison that what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight. The lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is a man who does not fall away on account of me. 
As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the desert to see? Are we swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. And what did you see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my prophet ahead of me, my messenger ahead of me, who prepare your way before you. I tell you the truth, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Amen. We'll hear the hymn 291, When Out of Poverty is Born. And this is a, the Christian Aid Carol. Thanks to Heather and Gordon. We have our weekly prayer. Let's pray. Gracious God, our hearts desire the warmth of your love and our minds are searching for the light of your word. Increase our longing for Christ our Saviour and give us the strength to grow in love. The everlasting joy crown our heads with gladness. May the dawn of his coming find us rejoicing in his presence and welcoming the light of his truth. Amen. 
It was around about this time, 29 years ago, that I sang for Nelson Mandela. I was studying at Sally Oak in Birmingham at the time before going out to work in, in Zambia. And the, the college was asked to provide a choir to sing for Nelson Mandela as he was given the freedom of the city of Birmingham. I felt it was my one chance to be in his presence. And so I joined the choir. Fortunately, there was no audition. But it was a marvellous occasion. All the great and good were there. But Mandela was so gracious. And he turned and, and shook hands with each and every one of our, our choir members. And that always sticks with me. Now, books have been written about Mandela, films have been made. But apparently, there's now a musical on his life, which is taking place in London just now. I'm sure it will be a, a harrowing story, but the music will be so uplifting. And it's a sign of the immense impact that Mandela has had on the world. His life spanned the best part of 10 decades and saw him rise from the relative obscurity of a small village to become the first black president in a very racially divided South Africa. And he made such an impact there because he reached out to everyone. Now, why am I thinking about Mandela? It's because I think most of us remember the time he spent in prison, 27 years in prison for speaking out against oppression and against the injustices of the ruling white elite and the apartheid system. He suffered for sharing his vision of a rainbow nation, for speaking out in the cause of freedom. It's, it's something of a miracle that during these years of forced labor, his heart didn't turn as hard as the limestone rocks he was forced to hew. But while we, we are amazed by his sense of graciousness, his ability to forgive his captors, to move on. Yet, in these years in prison, these 27 years, there must have been times when he wondered what was going on in South African society. Was it truly changing were those that he left to carry on his work faithful to his vision? Was freedom and equality of all nations progressing without him? And I, I'm very sure there must have been times when doubts crossed his mind. Our gospel reading today has John the Baptist also in prison. And he had been speaking out against injustice and against immorality and especially against the king who'd married his brother's wife. He was in prison. And he too must have wondered what was going on outside his prison walls. Were things in the world changing? And what of this new leader, his cousin, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Was he taking up the cause of justice 
and ushering in God's kingdom? Was Jesus really the one that they'd been waiting for? And you see how doubts had begun to cross his mind. And so he sent some of his disciples to ask Jesus, are you really the Messiah or should we wait for someone else? And the reply from Jesus came. He said, you you can look around, you can see that the deaf are hearing, the blind can see, those with leprosy are healed. The good news is being preached. And in many ways, this was very similar to the Old Testament passage we read from Isaiah, when all kinds of good things were happening. It was written at a time when the Israelites had been in exile, but the chance was there to come back to Zion and they were filled with hope. Their years in captivity in Babylon were going to end. Their prison years were going to finish. And they were going to return across the wilderness, across the desert, all these miles to Jerusalem. And they were saying, this is a road of holiness And all good things were going to happen again. The feeble were going to be made strong. The blind would be able to see. Water would gush in the desert and the streams in the wilderness. It was a vision of Israel returning to Jerusalem full of hope that a new society would be created. The redeemed of the Lord would return. And gladness and joy would replace sorrow. And Jesus was saying, the kingdom was drawing near. For the the Jews returning to Israel, it didn't quite turn out the way they hoped. There was a lot of work to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But Jesus picks in that passage and emphasizes, look around. He said that to the disciples of John, look around. See what is happening. The kingdom is near. Now, we may not be anything like Nelson Mandela or John the Baptist. We might not be in prison, literally. But we, too, can have our doubts. We look around our world and there's not much hope these days with wars, with economic crisis, climate change, with prices rising. But somehow that tension's part of our Christian life. Yes, because Jesus is still at work, still bringing the good news, still saying be strong and do not fear and ushering in the kingdom. And we are involved in that. For we can be avenues of God's peace and God's mercy breaking into the world. And so we live out our Christian lives, reaching out, we care, we give, we pray. We seek to be lights in the dark world. And somehow as markers rise and fall, we know that God remains constant. As there are wars and rumors of wars and they enfeeble us. We know that God is our refuge and our strength. As bills rise, as we battle with despair, we know that God gives hope. This is Advent, and Advent is a time of hope and anticipation. 
John needed to hear the good news in his prison cell. But let us be good news for the world as we shine as Christ lights in it. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of our Advent hymns that we, we often sing is At Hills of the North Rejoice. And isn't in CH4, it wasn't in CH3 either, but it's one I like. Let us pray. All good gifts come from you, Eternal One. Help us to let go and give away some of our time and some of our talents and some of our treasure, that in our giving we may become rich and your world may become whole. God of hope, in this season where we watch and wait for your return, we celebrate that you took on our mortal form to live amongst us, to show us your way. We acknowledge how little has changed. The poor remain marginalised, the needy are ignored. We think about peace and harmony being an easy life rather than bringing about radical change in the world. Therefore, as we prepare for the change that you will bring, we pray for ourselves and for the world. In this world where there's a great chasm between those who have and those who have nothing, Pray for real change in political policy and economic goals and understanding in society. We give thanks for agencies that seek to level up society. We pray for charities that try to make a little go a long way so that those with nothing have something. We pray for those nations that are ruled by corruption rather than justice, where belief and free speech are controlled and persecuted against, where being different is outlawed. Pray for the church in all these situations and, and is grappling with his own divisions. And pray for the wisdom and counsel of the Holy Spirit so that we can be true messengers of hope in those places that are without hope, that have no future vision. 
And we pray for ourselves, for current challenges in our lives, for circumstances where courage and insight are needed. And in a moment of silence, we bring the prayers of our own hearts before God. Lord, hear our prayers. Amen. And our final hymn is a hymn 286, Tell Out My Soul. And let us have our benediction. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. May the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and be with those whom you love this day and even forevermore. Amen.